All right, so I'm pleased to be joined now with Samantha, who recently came out with the, uh, a very harrowing story about her experiences after breast surgery or breast enhancement surgery and, it, and how it went afterwards. Samantha, thank you so much for doing this for me today. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. All right, so for starters, why don't you tell us a little bit about your story? Take us back to the beginning on, on making the decision to get breast enhancement surgery and then how recently it, it took a turn for the worse. Um, yeah, so uh, pretty much back in 2017, well, actually, I mean, I think every woman at some point in their life um, ponder the idea of getting you know, breast enhancement surgery. So I was thinking about it, and then back in 2017, I decided to go for it. Um, and, I mean, there's so many reasons why women decide to get them. Um, it could be uh, reconstructive surgery. I know some of my friends, they've had breast cancer, so uh, surgeons actually, you know, they suggest uh, breast uh, implants, um, because they're young and, you know, we are still women at the end of the day. So all kinds of reasons why women want them. Um, mine, yeah, I just, it was just something I'd always kind of thought about. Um, and I decided that that's what I wanted to do. So I did a little bit of research. I, you know, I didn't do as much research as I should have. But in my mind, they were... Uh, you know, safe. I thought the only kind of negative was it might be harder to detect breast cancer, but I also knew there was ways around that, um, all kinds of different ultrasounds you can get. So I was like, I kind of just pushed that worry aside and I just decided to go for it. So um, I went, went through the surgery. The surgery went really well. Um, I started to uh, heal like quite quickly um, and for the first little while, I loved them. Like, don't get me wrong, I absolutely loved having them. It gave me a type of confidence that, I mean, I think most women are looking for when they decide to um, get them. So I I loved them at the beginning. And for a whole, they, they never fit quite right. So there was something I did have to go back and have a revision surgery um, about... Two years later, so in 2019, I had to go back and have them fixed. So after that surgery is kind of where my health issues started to decline. Um, but at first, I honestly didn't even realize it, it had anything to do with my implants. Um, I just would, it was little things here and there, like it was constant like little sore throats or just I started getting, you know, things like cysts, um, a lot, lot more pain than I was ever used to, um, super dry skin, like, like things that you would never think right off the bat were connected to getting breast implants. So, you know, I was kind of going to the doctor a lot more than ever before. I'm also, you know, getting older. So I was like, oh, this is what happens when you get older, I guess. Um, but yeah, so I never even thought twice about it. So kind of just carried on, um, and all of a sudden, um, this past summer, I started to get, like, it almost took like a turn for the worse and like 
super quickly. So I started getting extreme chest pain, um, everything to do with my chest area, like chest pain, back pain, uh, my lungs were hurting. Um, but guess what? COVID was around. So it was really, really confusing for me. I kept thinking, oh, my gosh, like I must have COVID. I must have COVID. So I got tested a couple times, and every time it was negative. And then you hear the stories about how there's so many false negatives, and so I'd go get tested again, and it was negative again. I started, it started to decline really quickly. Um, man, thinking back, it's such a roller coaster for me because I was just constantly, constantly like worried. I, I, was, I was paralyzed with fear because I, I had no idea what was going on with my body and all my tests were coming back, you know, completely normal. So I go to the doctor and, you know, they would do all the right tests that they should be doing. And it just, but nothing would come up. Like, nothing would come up in my lungs. I'd, I'd have x-rays. I'd have, I even had a CT scan at one point. And, you know, there was doctors trying to help me. But when, when you don't have any, anything to go off of, like, when all of your testing is normal, it makes it really, really complicated. So... It got to the point where I, I um, yeah, just was living in my pain. So at this point now, um, I have severe chest and back pain, um, very shallow breathing, and that was the scariest thing for me. Um, and, and also the shallow breathing, you know, caused the back pain and, and everything else. So I was, you know, shallow breathing. I started, yeah, I had frequent um, like uh, headaches and I was never a headache person so just all of a sudden having headaches all the time was just something new it wasn't my body so like I, I knew like you know I'm a young person I'm, a, I'm athletic uh, and all of a sudden having all of these things I, I was just so confused I, I just I was I started to change my diet eat even cleaner than I was before um, I had lots of chest inflammation and inflammation just all over my body. Um, I started coming down with uh, severe anxiety, like like crippling anxiety. And, and again, I was never somebody that, you know, struggled with that in the past. Um, but then I was always attributing it to, okay, well, there's a pandemic going on. Um, my job is really stressful right now. Um, my fiancé, he's actually from... Uh, the U.S., so I, you know, I've been separated from him um, throughout a lot of this, so I was, you know, attributing it to that, like, I, I can't see my, my loved ones, I can't see my family, um, and so that's where I thought maybe the anxiety was coming from, um, and then just always something was coming up, I, I started getting skin rashes, um, I always had some type of rash all over my body, uh, so, you know, I would go get a prescription for that, um, I started getting eczema, never struggled with eczema before in my life. Um, things like an itchy scalp. Um, my, I started getting a droopy eye and, and all of these things. I, I remember going to the doctors and like choosing which symptoms to tell them about because I didn't want to seem like a hypochondriac. Um, it felt 
it it felt at some points like I was making it up, even though like I knew in my head I wasn't, but I, I knew that that's what it sounded like. Um, I remember uh, it got to the point where I would be, I would go to work, I would try to get through the day, um, and, and as I was talking during during the day, my chest would get so sore and inflamed that I had to hold my chest um, in order to speak. Um, and I was so fatigued that at the end of the day, I would, I remember calling my mom almost every single day after work and just crying to her on the phone. Like I was so sick and so tired and I was so sick of going to the doctors and, um, and not being able to figure anything out. And, and, and I just remember feeling so alone and just feeling in a such dark, dark spot um, where, you know, it, I did think sometimes, like, I don't, I don't want to do this anymore. Like, I, I don't want to be going through this. Um, like, I, I can't get help. I, I can't figure out what's wrong with me. I can't, I, I, my quality of life was, was so, so, so bad. I, I lost all the interest in all the things I was, you know, I was interested in. I would get up and go to work and I'd come home how I even made it through my days at work, like, I, I honestly don't know. It was just this, this fight that I still had inside me. Um, and I remember one day I was on my way to go get blood work. And out of nowhere, I just, like, I had this thought pop in my head. I say it's, like, by the grace of God, I just had this thought just drop into my head. It's just, like, a little, like a little seed planted in my head and it was like I thought about what if this is connected to my implants and and I, I don't know why I thought that I ended up and I, I thought back to this other woman I remember like a year or two prior I remember seeing a post somewhere um, in the millions of posts I have stored in my brain I remember seeing a post about um, something called breast implant illness and I was like, I, I was so desperate for answers at this point. I grabbed my phone. I reached out to this lady. And that's kind of where this whole thing started. I reached out to her. And, you know, she got back to me right away. I'm so grateful for her. Um, we discussed. I remember standing in line at Dynacare because I had to go there for blood work. I was waiting for my get my blood work done and I was standing in line and we were talking on the phone back and forth and I was telling her kind of everything that was going on and she connected me with another woman who is like my angel she I still talk to this other lady every single day um, she's always checks in with me to see how I'm doing um, and the common thing between these two women is they both struggled with something called BII which is breast implant illness so from there, I ended up joining a Facebook group, um, and there's, even in December, so this is now December, I joined this group, um, even when I joined a month ago, there was 100 and maybe 28,000 women in it, and it's January, and there's already over 133,000, so it's definitely growing very quickly, um, and when I joined this group, I just, it's like, it's like this weight was lifted off my shoulders because I quickly saw how many other women are going through exactly what I'm going through. Like just the same symptoms, the same stories, 
Um, and what we all had in common was we all had breast implants. So from there, it, that is where my research began. I just, it was like this, you know, I, I say your, your intuition is usually right. And as soon as I started reading about this and reading about these other women's stories and reaching out to some of these women, um, I just knew, my body just knew. It's like my gut was telling me, like, this is what has been going on. Like, these things need to come out. So I started to make steps towards um, explanting, which is also a whole other story um, because that's also quite a process. But, um, yeah, just reading all of these women and their experiences, I just, I started to look into the actual like like implants itself and, and just kind of reading about what's what is inside of them, what's what the silicone gel is made out of. I just I honestly used my common sense and I was like, you know, even if taking them out makes me feel five percent better, um, I'm it's something I'm gonna do, like I'm gonna try it. At this point I have nothing else to lose. I just have everything to gain, and I figured taking out these, you know, these bags, essentially, um, that are sitting in between major organs, my lungs, my heart, um, glands, lymph nodes, taking those out, like, it's not going to hurt me. So, from there is when I started making some phone calls and um, set up a consult to have them taken out. Um, so I was, you know, and it's a big decision. I understand that that is even, I mean, the women I've talked to in the last few days, I understand that that is such a hard decision because, first of all, the amount of money you spend putting into them to get them is, it's a lot. Like, it's a lot of money. It's not cheap. Um, and to think of taking them out, you know, sometimes, for me, it was only three years later. Um, some women, you know, it's 20 or 30 years. But to think of, you know, taking them out and, and in most cases having to pay to take them out um, is, is a hard decision. Um, to me, I was at the point where I was so sick that I didn't care. I, I didn't care how much it costed. I, I didn't care what I was going to look like. Like none of, those, none of those thoughts were in my head. I just knew that they needed to come out and I was willing to do whatever it took to get them out and start to heal. Um, I was also making sure, you know, I was keeping up with some of the women that had them out, and um, there was even a few influencers um, I started seeing that I was following, um, fitness influencers um, and just other, even celebrities that have gone through, you know, similar health symptoms and decided to take their implants out and keeping up with their journeys and how much their lives have changed since they've come out. Like, to me, it was like you couldn't tell me that that was not because of their implants, you know? So um, that's kind of how my how this all started and, and kind of where it's at right now. Um, since then, I have posted on social media about my experience, and I, I have spent every single day on my phone the last, you know, five, six days just responding to women. I have had a, probably around 40 to 50 women reach out to me that I don't, some of them I know, most of them I, I don't know. 
um, they've reached out to me because they've seen my post or seen my page and they've been telling me how they've experienced similar similar symptoms out of nowhere um, and cannot get any answers. So I've been, you know, chatting with them and it's definitely been keeping me busy. Um, but yeah, it's just my goal is to just kind of get out there and, and spread some awareness um, because I know what it was like being in that dark, dark spot where, you know, you got to the point where you didn't even want to tell your family and friends, like, the next thing that was going on with you because you just, you know, you knew that you just felt like a little, like you're making it up or it's just another symptom or, you know, you, you're just picking on every little thing now. Now it's in your head and you can't help but not feel like that when, like when there's no answers, you know, if that makes sense. So, yeah, that's kind of where I'm at right now. Um, I ended up, so I guess after my consultation, um, I ended up uh, getting into surgery miraculously so quickly. I Again, by the grace of God, I call it, I got in so quickly. Uh, I think it was just, my, my body cannot handle it anymore. Um, I don't know how I would have made it through another month or two having to wait, never mind, you know, thinking of four or five months, six months, which I know some women have to wait. Um, I got in super quickly. Um, so within the week, I was, you know, at the surgical center and getting them taken out. Since then, I mean, I've only been six days. I'm, I'm still recovering, but, um, you know, some of the major symptoms that were, like, debilitating me, they're, they're already starting to lift. Um, my deep breathing... The biggest one, I can keep breathing in, which I haven't been able to do in so long. And, man, it feels good. I feel like a new person just being able to take deep breaths. The severe, severe pain that I was experiencing, um, that's, that's lifted. Um, and even just things like small things like my skin looking really healthy, really glowy. Um, so I'm not like I don't have any rashes right now. Um, just little things like that. Um, I just feel like things are starting to fall into place. Um, I know it's not an overnight healing. Um, some women do experience, you know, complete healing overnight, which is, which is amazing. But I, I do know that that's not realistic. Um, you have to think like your body has been, your immune system has been under attack for however long you've had your implants. Um, so it does take a while for your body to detox everything um, and to start working at a normal rate again. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of where I'm at right now. Um, there is so much information to learn and to know. I don't know how much in depth you want to get, get with that right now. There's, you know, a process to picking a good explant surgery. There's, um, there's steps you have to go through to make sure that, um, it's being explanted properly because um, it's not just the implant you need to take out. Uh, there's a capsule that forms around your implant and it's, it is important to get as much of that capsule out as possible as well because it harbors bacteria, it harbors toxins. Um, so again, there's so much your body has to go through. Um, it's a, it, 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 you know, for some it's a easier surgery. I found it pretty, pretty hard, pretty invasive, um, 
you know, there's scraping that has to be done to make sure you get everything. Again, all things that, you know, I wish I would have known before I got them. And I just would love other women to know, like, hey, yeah, you can get them. But, you know, they're only good for 10 years. You know, you got to get, you might get super sick. You might get autoimmune disease. Um, and in 10 years, you're going to have to get them out and replace them anyways. And if you want to get them, get them out for good, it, it take, it's a process to get them out. It's not just simply sliding out the implants and you're good to go. It's a it's a more invasive surgery than getting them. So just kind of all these things are what I am here for, just to spread the word, spread the awareness. Um, BII is real. Um, you can get very sick from your implants, um, and I'm here to just let women know, like, they're not alone. Um, there is outlets to, you know, kind of figure out if the symptoms you're having, you know, are related to your implants. Um, but unfortunately, there isn't, like, a universal test you can do. A lot of women have been messaging me and asking me, is there, like, a test you did? And, like, unfortunately not. There isn't a test you can take to find out, like, yep, I have BII. It's kind of more of, like, a whole body a whole body thing. Um, you know, your immune system is is working so hard and so you're gonna expect I mean the things the reason why I'm having skin issues and um breathing issues and anything to do with my immune system um it you know a lot of women end up getting you know autoimmune diseases as well like because your immune system is yeah it's under attack it's working hard to you know fight off these foreign objects that are in your body so um, it makes sense. It, it really makes sense. Once I started to connect the dots, I just could see so clear of why I was ill. And, and yeah, it just meant these things had to come out. I, I just knew it. So I can honestly, well, I can honestly say that is the longest I've ever let anybody talk without interrupting. <laughs> Sorry. I was just like, oh, I, no, I just want to make sure all the information gets out there because I just, I was so alone. I was so scared and oh it's gonna make me emotional like thinking back about it. Just just the hole I was in and you know, I didn't know who to talk to and I didn't know if I was making this up and and yeah, so thanks for letting me speak. I just my goal is to just get the word out there and yeah. Well, okay, now that we have the story, now I have a couple of questions. I had some time to jot down and again your story is as in, it's incredible and it's detailed, which I think is really, really important, especially in these kinds of cases. And I know that you, you touched on that you might get a little emotional, and I don't want to take you back to, to too hard of a time. But can you try and, and put into words, you talked about the, the physical state you were in in the entire year of 2020, basically. What was yeah. your what was your mental state like? Like how How did you deal with everything that was going on mentally? Oh, that's a good question. I honestly sometimes don't know. I think it's because I've always been a very, like, mindful person. So I was already very strong in my, you know, mental health and just doing what I, like, I, I have outlets. You know, I've always been a very, very big into fitness. I've been, you know, I do yoga. I, you, I pray. I meditate. I do I go for a walk with my music. Like, I'm very, I write. I write a lot. I always, you know, journal my thoughts. Um, I've always been very, you know, in tune with that. So, gosh, if I didn't have those skills and, like, I honestly, I'm, I don't know what I would have done. I was extremely, 
I was turning into, I felt like, to be honest, I felt like I was losing it. I was like, I, you know, because, you know, people would say, like, you know, why don't you just take a hot bath or go for a walk? I'm like, you can, I know what to do. I know what my body, like, it's not working. Like, I'm still in physical pain. So I would just, I would talk a lot. I would talk about, like, my symptoms. I'd say them out loud. I would write them down. Um, so I, I knew I wasn't going crazy. I Actually, that was actually a really important step of all of this is I started, I, I'm looking actually at my chart here. I started a very detailed chart with um, dates and symptoms and doctor visits so I could keep track of all of this. Um, yeah, for the mental side, I, I don't know. It was, it was really, really, really tough. I thankfully have a really good support system around me. Um, like I said, I'd call my mom almost every single day on my way home from work, just crying and just, you know, having her talk to me, it was, it was really, really challenging. Um, I tried to keep up with the things that I knew made me feel good. Um, but half of those things I was not even able to do. I couldn't really work out. I would, I, I went for walks. I would walk like an hour, two hours a day, slow pace, just to feel like I was normal for a second, if that makes sense. And after, you know, after you, you had them taken out and, and you, you say in your post, uh, you know, the brain fog has started to clear. What has it been like over the last couple of days just having the not only the relief from the pain, but the knowledge that there were there is an answer and it's been figured out? What's that been like for you just mentally? Well, and that is what got me through my last um, two to three weeks before my surgery. I because it took me about three weeks to get in for a consult. So the day that I had called and started to set this consult up, that day was a day that I I honestly did not know if I would make it. I was so sick. I was in so much pain. Um, knowing that I had, you know, a support system with, with the Facebook group, I, I had a woman I was talking to every single day who went through a very, very similar story. Um, and knowing that I had a light at the end of the tunnel to at least, you know, try to feel better, that is what kept me, that is what kept me going. And that is what got me through to that surgery. Um, even coming out of surgery, I was obviously in pain from the surgery itself. But like I said, knowing that some symptoms have lifted has given me a sense of hope. So that's really helped my mental side of it. Um, being able to breathe deep, obviously, you know, cures a lot of things on its own because you can take those deep breaths that I wasn't able to do. Um, so yeah, that's been really, yeah, it's, that's been kind of really helpful for me. Samantha, just to be clear, um, everything that, that you went through, uh, it was more from, from what the breast implants are, right? Not the procedure of having it done? It has nothing to do, and that's, what, that's a very good question. I had a lot of women reach out to me asking me who my original surgeon was. Um, it has nothing to do with this. I, I honestly, the surgeon I have, he's very skilled at what he does. Very skilled. It has nothing to do with the surgeon who put in the implants. It has everything to do with how your body, your immune system reacts to having the implants in it. We're talking uh, with Samantha about breast implant illness, or better known as BII. Uh, Samantha, you talked about how when you when you first got hooked into the group about uh, December, there was 128,000 women in change. Now it's over 130,000. 
uh, that are suffering, and you say just like you in silence. Were you surprised at just the sheer volume of women that have had issues like this, not only in the past but currently? 100%. Like, I could not believe the amount of women. I I still can't. I, I'm very active in the group. I read the posts every day. I And my heart just goes out to these women because I'm like, gosh, like, I know how you're feeling. I, like, I know how you're feeling. And some of them have, you know, kids. I thankfully, like, I don't have kids. Some of them have kids and are trying to get through their days. And, you know, really stressful jobs. Or some of them are much older than me and have had their implants for, you know, 20 to 30 years. Like, I can... I was so shocked at the at the number of women and the stories that they have. Um, yeah, thank God for this Facebook group and that these women have an outlet to, you know, express how they're feeling with people who support them and, and believe them. Um, because yeah, it's a lot to take in if you're if you're if you've never been in my shoes, if that kind of makes sense. Oh yeah. Uh, where can where before we continue? Where can people get more information if if there's other women that are hearing this that maybe want to ask questions or at least maybe uh, know some other stories that are out there? You talked about a Facebook group. Uh, is that some place that they can go? Yeah, absolutely. So um, I've been posting a lot on my Instagram. So if they want to, you know, reach out to me on Instagram, um, my Instagram is just Samantha thirty three underscore. Pretty basic. Um, and if they, if they, if that's just more on a personal level, maybe it's somebody who kind of knows me and wants to reach out. Um, sometimes it's easier to talk to just one person. Um, I know that's what I was doing for a lot of it. Um, um, and then if they want the group, um, they have, let me just get the correct name up here. It is called Breast Implant Illness and Healing by Nicole. So Breast Implant Illness and Healing by Nicole um, yeah, I'm looking at it right now. There's 133,000 members. So you're definitely not alone. All right, I have a couple more for you. I know we've taken up a fair amount of your time, but um, this is an important subject, and, and I do have a couple more for you. This might be a little bit of the heavier questions, uh, Samantha. So uh, you, you know, when you think back to that moment, everything that you were going through, and you, you, with all the, the 20 different symptoms you have going on and, and trying to explain it, and you just can't. Think back to that moment, and as you say in your words, by the grace of God, you thought about that it may be your implants. Do you think that thought saved your life? 100%. Like, 100%. That is, I, I can remember it clearly. I, it just popped into my head. And that's what started me. And then it also gave me, you know, it gave me hope that I was fighting for, for something. I, I, you know, when, when you're fighting kind of in the dark with no end in sight, it's really hard to keep going. But then when you feel you have even some, like a tiny bit of an answer, it just, you know, gives you that hope and it gives you that strength to get through the next day. And then I just would count down the days. You know, I got... I got 12 more days, I got 11 more days, I got 10 more days. Like I was counting down to something, I was counting down to a possible solution. It 100% saved my life. Just uh, one more for you here. If you could go back and, and talk to yourself now, back in 2017, if you could go back, you know, when, you, when you're on the fence maybe about making the decision to get implants, what would you say to yourself or what would you say to some woman who says, maybe I'm thinking about doing it as well? Oh, my goodness. If I go back and tell myself, I would tell myself, 
sorry, this is getting emotional. I would tell myself, like, to just, just not, just please don't. Like, don't. The next few years of your life are going to be really challenging because of them. And, you know, us women are already so beautiful. We really are. Like, we are just created so beautiful, so unique. And I just think that we need to just work on accepting our own bodies more and loving ourselves instead of trying to change them. Um, and that change, you know, getting those implants could could cost you your life, and is that worth it? So I would just give myself just grace and just tell myself to love myself and and please don't get implants. Let's end on a positive note. As tough as 2020 was in the, in the year preceding, 2021 obviously very tough making the decision to, to have them out, but... You seem to have turned a corner, and and you're telling your story, and you're sharing what you've been through. As you mentioned, uh, you know you're you're going to be tighter with your family now. They're going to have less worry about you. Uh, your fiance, whenever he's allowed to cross the border, that should be nice. It's a weird. Yeah, that's okay. a weird sentence to say. Eh? I know. But you know what? Eventually, Whenever I'm allowed to see my fiance. <laughs> yes, but you know what? There's positive things coming for you in in 2021, and. And just take us through what it's like to have hope, to have something positive to look forward to after having so many days, weeks, and months where it seemed like there was no hope. Oh, it, it honestly feels like a second chance at life. Like, it, it truly does. Um, I, it's amazing how that happens. Um, when you don't have your health and you can't, you know, function at a normal rate, you realize how much you take your health for granted and just the things that you have for granted. Um, and even somebody who, who already tries not to take things for granted, you still do, right? So just being able to go into 2021 and know that I made the best decision for my body um, and that I have, you know, hope at being completely healthy again and a second chance at life just, I just feel so much joy, um, so much gratitude. I'm so incredibly thankful. Um, and it's just, yeah, I, I feel like a calmness, like a, a calmness. And I, I also think that's why I am so, you know, I'm, I'm a little bit more of a private person usually. Um, but just this, this feeling that I have, it's, been, it's helped me be able to share my story so comfortably um, I, you know, I'm not embarrassed to, I'm, I'm not shy about it. Um, I just, I want to give women hope out there. Like, like the hope that I was able to get last month when I needed it the most. Well, thank you so much for, for all your time, for being so candid, for sharing your story and, and for being so detailed and, uh, again, giving another avenue for, for a woman who's maybe got the same questions or those same dark days that you've had. You've, you've shone a light and maybe have helped them get through. So, Samantha, thank you so much for all your time today, and thank you for doing this. Oh, of course. Thank you so much for having me.